The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Sky Podcast Listener Experience Edition. We are your hosts. I'm Steven. And Kyle. And it's Thursday, Hollow Cult. You know what that means. We are going to dive into a listener experience after we get through the business. We are stoked. Uh, I've went through the emails and hunted out all of our listeners' experience that we haven't featured yet, and we have a lot. But that doesn't mean stop sending them in. No. Keep sending them over, and I'll get you put on the schedule. Let's keep grinding it. Realistically, we need more. Yeah, hundreds more. Yes. We need all the weird. Thousands. Hundreds of thousands. Yes. (laughs) But before we get into that, it's business time. So check us out at all our social medias. Facebook, (laughs) Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, Discord, Reddit. Search up the Hollow Sky Podcast, and you'll find us. Again, this is our Thursday show, Listener Experiences. Monday's our normal show. Tuesday's the night shift recap. And Wednesday at 8 p.m. Central Time. Join us live on YouTube to come and hang out for the night shift. Where it's live, and it's the night shift. Yes. If you have a listener experience you'd like to send to us that we can feature on a future episode of this very show, Kyle was outside today working on his car as he usually does and a thunderbird swooped down with a small bottle that had a note in it and the thunderbird telepathically told kyle that he needs to share this information with you yeah yeah i just yeah i'm really confused I'm struggling with these i'm confused it makes me think of i'm a genie in a bottle you are Anyways, with that being said, you can submit your story to us, and in order to do that, you need to first write it out or record yourself for with uh, I'm having trouble now too with a voice memo app or something of that nature, and shoot it over to the email, which is going to be hollowskypodcast at gmail.com. 
You can call or text the holophone. It's going to be 618-556-0837. You can send us letters. You can send us cool shit. You can send us lots of money <laughs> to the P.O. Box, which is going to be Hollis Guy Podcast, P.O. Box 145, Field in Illinois, 62031. All this is going to be in the show notes, so if you can't remember it, just go there. That way it doesn't go away. In gold doubloons. That'd be cool. Yes. I'm trying to be a pirate. Yes. If you'd like to support the show, there's plenty of ways to do it. We have a Patreon you can check out. We have a merch store on our website, holoskypodcast.com. You can go grab some merch or up the Hollow Cult. Shout out to Eric from Uncomfortable. He posted on his show, socials wearing a dope Hollow Sky beanie today. That's right. So that was sick. Um, we got a Venmo. You can throw some pocket change in. Share the show word of mouth. Best thing you can do. The more you share, the better. The more listeners we get under the umbrella of the Hollow Cult, the more content we can put out. The more karate chopping we can do. The more we can work on the super secret possible documentary that we may be working on at some point. Yeah. Maybe. It'll probably happen. I'll just keep bugging everybody till it does. Yeah, and we're going to do some investigations. I know we keep talking about that, but we are trying to figure out what the best cameras to purchase are, but... Yeah, that yeah, that's a, that's a tough one there, because I'm not trying to buy bullshit ones. If I don't get into listener experience, people will cry that I didn't get into the listener experience quick This enough. is also true. We're four minutes in. We're slacking. So we're going to jump right in. Let's go. Today's listener experience... Nonsense. ...is from our friend... Amanda, titled Lifetime of Weird. All right. Amanda says, Hello, Steve and Kyle. I just want to take a second before diving in and say thank you for the show and the thought and the effort you put into each and every show. I found your show by listening to the Confessionals podcast and digging into the Egress episode and was hooked. If my encounters interest you, I would love to talk about it on your show. I know you're looking for interviews or more or less show ideas, so I felt maybe it was my time to share. My name is Amanda. I'm 35. I live in southern Utah in a little town called Eagle Mountain. Not as rural as you would think with a name like that. And have lived in Utah the majority of my life. Due to this, all of my encounters are here from Utah. I'm going to start this by saying my encounter started when I was five. I've seen an alien. I've seen multiple UFOs. I have experienced time loss. I have seen and felt ghosts. I have a near-death experience. I've seen the Green Reaper. Wow. I have seen the Grim Reaper. He is now the Green Reaper. The Green Reaper. <laughs> Smoking Reaper. I almost said the Grim Reaper after that. <laughs> I have seen the Grim Reaper or a Grim Reaper. A ghost has saved my husband's life, and I believe I encountered a Bigfoot when I peed outside of my tent a few years ago. Also, go. likely a trauma response, but I usually know when something bad is going to happen, and I can feel it days before it does. I apologize, but this email will be long, but I hope that my encounters make up for the length and keep you glued to your screen. The very first encounter I can clearly remember. My dad, being a military man, had very strict rules. We were always supposed to be in bed by 9.30 p.m. and lights out. I, however, have always been a bit of a rebel and decided it was a perfect time to sit on my bed and play. I remember I was playing with a puzzle, and one of those pieces had fallen, fallen in between the wall and my bed, and I had to reach down and grab it. I remember repositioning myself on the bed so I could see where the puzzle piece had fallen and I was greeted with something staring back at me. It had a gray face, 
a nose that was barely there, and its mouth was very thin with lips curled into a slight smile, like I thought it was slightly amusing that I caught it. The eyes, though, were probably the most confusing thing. They were opal, large and opal, and it was like a swirl of opaque white with swirls of pink and green. All I could do was scream because my five-year-old mind had absolutely no idea what I saw. I just screamed. When my parents rushed into my room, I told them there was a monster under my bed. When they looked, of course they didn't see anything and blamed the encounter on a cat. Well, a cat was not in my room. The door was shut. And if I caught a cat in my room, under my bed, when I screamed, that cat would have darted to the fucking door in a heartbeat. What I saw was clear as day was an alien. And that, my dudes of the weird, was the foundation that got me to the road to where I am now. All right, let's break these down as we go. That's like a, a similar origin story to myself. I was thinking that. I was thinking that. Very similar. Yeah. Uh, I want to start off saying thank you for the kind words right off the bat. Absolutely. Um, it's I say it every time we get something nice said. It definitely kind of puts a little fire under us, a little pep in our step to know that uh, you guys are still out there and still enjoying the content that we're putting out. Um, also, shout out to Tony and the Confessionals. Uh, shout out to Egress Industries, wherever For they sure. are, because they're being nerds. Well, they did take us off their mailing list, so. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that is definitely uh, like your your stereotype of seeing a gray. It's weird that it was hiding like under your bed. That's gross. Yeah, it is gross. Mine was... In between my dresser and desk, hiding in the dark, like a fucking weirdo. That's so strange that they that they hide. Like I don't know. It, it was if they have the ability. Terrifying. If they have the ability to make you forget, why not just? Well, they didn't make me forget good enough because I remember. Well, yeah. And it it sucked a lot. Yeah. I'm very curious about her ghost that saves her husband though that sounds interesting yes all right going back and the fact that it's smiling i completely overlooked that uh no oh that's gross are you sure that was a gray i don't know and didn't she describe the eyes as weird as fuck yeah large and opal with swirls of pink and green that's i've don't it's almost making itself like cartoonish yeah, in my mind. Yeah, which we have her heard. Re- we have heard reports of. Yeah, like for some reason, and it might just be my brain being cluttered at this point in the night, but it may for some reason I just picture picture the Cheshire cat. Oh yeah, that's creepy. Yeah, the big grin, the weird fucking eyes. Yeah, that's creepy. She talked, to, you know, mentions a cat, so maybe it's all just kind of merging together on its own. But that for some reason that's just what my brain puts forth. Yeah. That's that's gross. It is gross. Uh, throughout my childhood, my brother and I would see ghosts that would dart between our rooms and disappear into our closets. We had a Teddy Ruxpin doll that would talk and blink even though we had no batteries. That's strange. That's bizarre. We had a neighbor that I grew up with 
his mom was friends with my mom, so I was friends with him. You know how that whole thing works. But they, our parents, I think, were messing around with a Ouija board because there was weird things happening in their house. And then not long after that, they had a cordless phone that even when no batteries were in it would ring. And my friend had a little battery-powered fire truck, fire engine, and it would go off and go through all its motions with no batteries in it. Bro, that's kind of gross because I feel like I had the same thing happen when I was a kid. That sucks. Specifically a fire truck. That's weird. Synchronicity is weird. That's why I was literally going to say it whenever she talked about the toy. Working without the batteries because I remember a fire truck. That's fucked up. That is fucked up. <laughs> that's weird. We're just unloading all the synchronicities today. Yeah, that's that's really that's really strange. Amanda says when I was older, about fifteen or sixteen years old, we took in my aunt's dog. She would usually hang out with me while my parents were out with my brother going to dirt bike track for races. I hated them and usually got so bored that I would stay at home. I was hanging out. It was my night off, so I wasn't working, and all of a sudden I heard the dog growl, and she stood up. The fur on her neck was up, and she made her way slowly to the basement door and just stood there, growling and looking down the stairs. Hey, Hollow Colt, the weather's getting nice, and you know what that means. It's cryptid hunting season, and the first rule to cryptid hunting is good footwear. That's why we're excited to announce our partnership with Tecovis Boots. When you're out hunting the dogman or stalking Chupacabra, you don't have time to break in boots. That's why Tecovis is so nice. They have first wear comfort. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with their styles when you're out hunting cryptids. And let me tell you, their styles are on point. I've always considered getting me a pair of snakeskin boots, and their pair is mint. They also have crocodile boots, caiman boots, ostrich boots, Regular leather boots, they they have it all, and it's re- it's ridiculously awesome. You can even stop by their the local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in store experience like it. So just imagine yourself getting a pair of legitimate snakeskin Hollow Sky branded boots. How awesome would that be? Nothing is going to intimidate a dog man like a nice pair of gator skin boots. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. When I tried to move in front of the basement door, she turned on me and barked and went right back to growling at the basement. So I reached over her and slammed the basement door shut and locked it. I refused to go to the basement for months afterward. My parents tried to say it was always one of my brothers sneaking in to freak me out. Let me just say this. My brothers are not that quiet or that much of a threat that the dog could have caused that reaction. That's creepy. Especially since you don't know what the dog was responding to. It's always uncomfortable to say the least whenever your animals react in that way. Yeah. And there's nothing there. Like we've all had a animal that's barking into the corner of the room and there's nothing there. You hear stories of them being more in tune than all of us. Right. To whatever the weirdness is out there. 
Yeah, either they're super in tune or they're way the fuck out of tune. Yeah. The most significant ghost could have been an alien experience I had when I was 16. I took my brother's room in the basement. I was woken up in the middle of the night to the radio just blasting music and rapidly changing between CDs. No matter what I did, it would not shut off. And the end result was me kicking the radio until it stopped. For Christmas, a couple months later, I was gifted a coveted VHS-DVD-TV combo. When I was laying in bed watching TV, all of a sudden the television shut off, plummeting me into a room of darkness where the TV would not turn back on when I pushed the power button on the TV and the remote. All of a sudden, the radio began blasting music and changing CDs again. The TV would turn on and off on its own. The final straw was when I received a call that my friend from school had OD'd and passed away. I remember having a dream of him giving me a hug and saying my goodbyes. My parents had not been home that night due to them being at the races with my brothers, and when they returned, my dad came down to check on me, and the basement door leading to our backyard was wide open. That's... I don't like that. That made me feel really uncomfortable. Yeah. Because I put myself in her shoes, and whenever she describes the TV shutting off into a room of blackness, it just sucked. terrifies me for some reason. Yeah. I'm not I'm not really sure why it terrifies me so much, but it does. It just I think it's the um kind of the sequence of events that's happening. Yeah, you know, you're that's just sitting true. there chilling, the TV goes off. You're like, "Okay, that's fucked up." Or you're trying to turn it back on and it's not coming on. You're like, "Oh shit, that's also fucked up." Then your t- your radio is going Yeah, when the radio kicks on, that's definitely a a turning point. But there's always that level of panic whenever the lights go out and you have no way of lighting your surroundings at all. Yeah. It's like that old question, are you afraid being in the dark alone or are you afraid being in the dark not alone? Not alone. Yeah. That shit sucks. Yeah. Amanda goes on to say, now I got married at 18 and during the first part of our married life, my husband and I were living with his 80-year-old grandma to help her out with daily tasks as she was taking care of her her husband at the time, who was in his early 90s. My husband's grandpa built the house we lived in, taking it from a small two-bedroom house and continually adding on to it as grandma would go out of town to visit her family. This house had something in it. If you were still and quiet, you could hear something walking around in the upstairs bedrooms. I would always see gray feet out of the corner of my eye, or you could feel a slight breeze like something walked past or blew air on your neck. There was always a feeling like something was there just watching you. After a year, we decided it was time to move into our own apartment. I had a dream of a small apartment with an archway to the hall that led to the bathroom and back to the bedroom. My husband and I were huddled in the small kitchen when two... Hold on, let me... My husband and I were huddled in the small kitchen when two tall reptilian entities walked out of the what hall the fuck? and grabbed my husband and shoved him into a wall. The very next day, we viewed the same exact apartment from my dream and ended up moving into the apartment two weeks later. Oh, that was a dream? Yes. Oh, I thought she was saying that really happened. But they ended up moving into the apartment where it took place. That's weird. In that apartment, I saw a red and gold orb in our living room. It always sounded like things were moving around in the living room or kitchen, and it just never felt right. 
At the time, we had a miniature pincher, and I remember waking up in the middle of the night to find our bedroom door open, the hall light on, and my dog sitting at the end of my bed with her head cocked. I didn't think anything of it. Remembering dozing, I remember dozing off for a second, only to wake up to find my door shut and the hallway light off. The dog was still sitting on the end of my bed. In that apartment, something took my wedding, my wedding ring. Quite frankly, something has been fascinated by my wedding rings because all of my replacements have also been taking, taken. As for the UFOs, my husband and I were on our way to Joe's Valley, which is in the Manti LaSalle National Park here in Utah. This national park spans all the way to Colorado, so it's a huge national park. Every year, my husband's family hosts a family reunion for one weekend in Joe's Valley. From where we live, it takes roughly three to three and a half hours to get to the campgrounds. We drive down to Price and then through two little towns called Castledale and Orangeville. Then it takes 30 minutes to drive up the canyon around the lake to the campsites. There is literally one road in and out. At this time, I'd never been to Joe's Valley, so this was all new to me. I remember we had just made it around the lake. When I look over at the lake, I see these lights. It literally looked like cars driving around in the canyon. So I asked my husband if Joe's Valley was really busy because it looked like a parade of cars, but they weren't going any further, and that's when I saw the ripples in the lake and realized that what I was looking at was a UFO hovering over the lake. We didn't get to the campground till 11 p.m. It wasn't until we were on our way home that we started putting the timeline together. We left at 5 p.m. Our bags had been packed the night before, and we were already in the car, so we were going straight from work to Joe's. We had stopped for dinner in Price at a fast food place, quickly ate, gassed up, and drove on. At the latest, we should have been there at 9 or 9.30. We lost roughly two hours. The second UFO was, was we encountered was years later. We were living with my husband's parents in Eagle Mountain. This was before the city expanded. We had gone down to get dinner, and on our way back, I just happened to glance at the quarry, and on the hill looked like a car was parked with its headlights on. It was then that we realized that it was slowly moving over the highway, and it was huge. It was a wedge-shaped craft moving slowly over the highway, making its way to Provo, and went directly over my car. It made no sound. There was no vibration. It just silently made its way. My husband's grandpa had been on the highway the same time and saw it as well. Pure insanity. Everyone but Grandpa tried to brush it off as some sort of military air- aircraft from Camp Williams, but the next morning there were three back black helicopters taking the exact same path to Provo as the UFO did. It must have been something unexpected. Anyways, I feel like I shared enough for one email, but f- feel free to reach out if you want details about the other experiences. I am happy to share. Have a great night or day. Amanda. <clears throat> First off, Amanda, thank you so much for taking the time to share uh, these experiences. Um, man, it sounds like you got a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, all of it's so weird. I don't even know where to start. The gray feet. See now the corner of your eye is fucking weird. And the fact that, like, me and Kyle were just talking in a recent episode about this um, um, acquired savant effect or phenomenon where when people come in contact with whatever the phenomena is, be it UFOs, aliens, ghosts, whatever, they sometimes become able to tune in 
to like these odd psychic abilities, right? Like they're able to see auras or they get precognition or premonitions or what have you. And it kind of almost leads credence here that you had that alien encounter when you were young and it just kind of sparked off more encounters. Well, at the same time, you can also kind of see the future, like with your apartment where you saw your, uh, you had the dream where your husband had the encounter with the uh, reptilian entities, but it was also in the exact same apartment that you had viewed and then you end up moving into it. So it's weird that this one happened to pop up right after we were talking about that on a previous that is weird. episode. That is weird. The thing taking your wedding rings is strange. Yeah, that almost reminds me of the fork episode. Yeah. It makes me... Like little Faye stealing your trinkets. It makes me wonder if all of this phenomenon is linked together, if it specifically uh, revolves around you, but... You said like your grandpa had experiences and your husband had experiences. So I, um, yeah, the large, the large craft that a lot of your family saw, that would be fucking crazy. I'm always fascinated or fascinated with the, the reports of like crafts, the size of like city blocks. Yeah. Or, you know, it's just, I don't know. It, it's almost like a alien floating city passing over top of you it's just those fascinate the hell out of me that is it is and it does it, it leads credence that there's more than one witness especially within your family um it's weird man i wonder i wonder if it has to do is this does this all take place in essentially i'm assuming it's kind of essentially in the same area minus well, i guess if you drive three and a half hours away to the campsite that's not the same area but I was just wondering if maybe it had a geographical sort of uh, hot spot here. Utah's weird. It's kind of it's kind of a hotbed for activity. Well, it sounds like Amanda's a little bit weird. She's got a lot of weird weird things happening. Yeah, it's um, like it's like the things are drawn to her for whatever reason. We would definitely like to hear more. You said that that's enough for one email, but we're ready for a second email. So feel free to uh, send us another one. Uh, Hollow Cult, reach out. Let us know what you think about this lifetime of weird UFO encounters, ghost encounters. It may all be the same phenomena, essentially. The, it could be. The ghosty, uh, paranormal, kind of poltergeisty stuff could very well fall in the realm of the alien encounters. Yeah, we've heard it with uh, Stardust. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, thank you, Amanda, for taking the time to write this out and definitely hit us up with some more of these. Um, It will be interesting to see and kind of put some more encounters in this timeline to see what adds up and what links up. All right, Hollow Colt. Happy Thursday. We hope this is enough to push you through your weekend. Till we meet again. Check us out at all our social medias, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, Discord, Reddit. Search up the Hollow Sky Podcast and we will be there. Until then, stay safe. Stay weird. And if you see a gray alien peeking up through the corner of your bed, don't yell for your parents because they're going to blame it on your cat.